heartbreaking halfling paladin's death immortalized in stone. So, this is the story of the character death of one of my favorite characters ever. This happened over 20 years ago, and whenever that group of players get together, we always fondly reminisce about it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. His name was Eric, and he was a halfling paladin. A little backstory first. Eric wasn't exactly your usual paladin. He had grown up happy but poor on the streets of the big city in a large, happy family. One day, Eric is kicked in the head by a horse. When he wakes up, he is firmly convinced that he has been called to be a paladin and fight for his goddess, Yandala. So, piecing together some hand-me-down armor and repurposing a battered human longsword into a halfling greatsword, he set off in the world to do good. Now, not many folks took a three-foot-tall paladin seriously. Most of the knightly orders straight up laughed off his request to join, and even his goddess was a bit bemused by him. He was often seen as a bit of a joke, but he didn't really care. All he wanted to do was to do good, and he did so whenever and wherever he could. Eventually, he gained himself a mighty steed, a war dog mount called Fluffy, who was considerably smarter than him, a weathered short bow and an enchanted lance to valiantly charge his foes with. Everything else he ever got he gave away to the poor and the needy. His only other magical possession was a ring of acid resistance that he kept only because the wizard of the party had made it for him as a gift. Now, our party consisted of Eric and Fluffy, our dwarven cleric Flint, Melody, an elven wizard, and Ugg, our troll barbarian. After many adventures together, the party arrived at a little elven community plagued by an elder blue dragon that had settled into some sea caves nearby. The party agreed to help the elves to fight off this beast, and the party began making plans to ambush it as it left its lair, with assistance from the villagers in the form of a couple of ballista crews and a dozen elven archers. The problem was we needed the dragon to come out of its lair in order to ambush it, and the party were stuck on exactly how best to get its attention. Melody wanted to try to fool it by attempting to bargain with the beast. Flint wanted to pile up firewood and try to smoke it out. And Ugg? Well, Ugg wanted to smash it. That's just Ugg's go-to answer for everything. Getting a little bored of the party's bickering, brave Eric wandered off towards the cave as the rest of the party continued to argue. He snuck up to the cave's entrance and loudly screamed a challenge into the darkness. Come out and fight, you great overgrown lizard. Your mother was a newt and your father the most pox-ridden hellhound in the abyss. Come out, I say, and get your ass kicked by someone much smaller than you. The players all face-palmed. The DM was laughing as he asked for an intimidation roll. I rolled high. The DM smiled evilly and proceeded to describe the low growling rumble as something huge moved in the cave. Small rocks clattered to the ground, and great heavy footfalls echoed as a massive blue dragon stepped to the entrance to his cave. Pathetic creature, you are not even worth picking from my teeth. The dragon roared disdainfully. I take out my bow and shoot at the dragon. I announced. The rest of the party are scrambling towards me. The dragon is looking down at this tiny knight on his shaggy little war dog in amusement, and the villagers are all hiding on the clifftop waiting for the dragon to come out into the open. I got a crit. Your arrow streaks into the cave and hits the dragon in the eye. It screeches in outraged fury before boiling out of the cave towards you, the DM said, announcing the start of our battle. The next few rounds were hectic. The dragon attack was horrific. Our paladin charged as was nearly squashed by the beast's tail. The wizard cast fireball after fireball, while our raging barbarian chewed into the beast's side with his great axe. The dragon took flight, triggering the ballista, which both missed. It soared away from us and came back with a great blast of lightning that fried half the archers on the hilltop, and then turned for another pass over the party. As the beast lined us up for its next attack, Eric rode up to Ugg the barbarian and shouted, Fancy a game of darts? 
Now, the paladin and barbarian had a trick they had pulled off a few times before. Ugg had very little brains, but a truly ridiculous strength. So he simply picked up the paladin lance and all, and threw him at the enemy like a giant lawn dart. Unfortunately, he rolled a one. The DM with an evil smile asked for a dex save from Eric, which he failed. The party expected the paladin to come crashing to the ground, but instead he announced, The dragon opens its maw and bites at the oncoming missile. The paladin lance and all sails down the dragon's gullet as it swallows convulsively. This was bad. The dragon's stomach was a hellish acid bath, and with the paladin eaten and the rest of the party already battered, it looked bad for the party. Until we remembered Eric's ring of acid resistance. Back then, resistance just gave a static amount of damage limitation each turn, so he was still being slowly digested, but he wasn't out of the fight yet. His next turn, Eric began bravely hacking at the beast from within, slashing away like a madman, casting every spell he had into its stomach, making the dragon land as its meal violently disagreed with him. Outside, the rest of the party gave it everything they had. Ugg went mad thinking his friend dead and started climbing the dragon like a tree, hacking away madly. Melody the wizard dashed from cover to cover blasting away, and our beleaguered cleric did his best to keep the party up. Eventually badly wounded, the dragon took to the air once more, gaining height as the dragon dodged the wizard's spells. Inside the beast's gullet, Eric was on his last legs. His non-magical gear had all rotted away, and he was moments from joining it in the beast's stomach. He had one last attack before the acid would kill him. Eric stabbed with his notched old blade, and the GM smiled and asked me to describe the kill. So as the beast climbed into the sky, it clutched at its chest the valiant paladin's sword finally struck its black heart. The paladin and dragon fell together into the waiting embrace of the ocean and vanished beneath the waves. The elves threw a feast to celebrate the victory, and the parties were heroes. Eric was gone, but he had died as he would have wanted, fighting to protect the innocent, and the DM went into detail on the villagers' tearful moment of silence for the fallen. I created a new character, and our adventurers hit the road again for many more adventures. However, the story of Eric the Halfling Paladin wasn't entirely done yet. About two years later, the party came back through that small elven village. You come inside of the village, the DM began. It looks to have gotten larger since your last visit. A dozen or more small cottages have clustered around the elven structures, and you can see halflings and elves working the fields together. As you walk into the village proper, people begin to gather. Elves you recognize from your last visit pointing you out to their smaller companions. On what was once the village green stands a shrine, the golden cornucopia of Yondala inscribed on a white marble altar. Behind it looms the gleaming skull of a great blue dragon, and standing atop the skull a notched sword, raised in triumphant salute stands a statue of a small smiling halfling in mismatched plate armor. I cried. The rest of the party cried. Even the DM was wiping back tears. It was probably the most touching moment in my entire gaming life. I cried even more when I found out the halflings were members of Eric's extended family, who had been invited to come and settle by the elves, who had raised the statue in his honor. Incorporating past characters into the world is probably one of the best things that a DM can do. The feeling of permanence and impact that a character can have both in life and in death is incredibly profound. I recommend that every DM tries to do this for their players and the world. Tell us about your heartbreaking character deaths and memorials in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.